There is no one else like you. Good morning to everybody. Blessings of the Lord be upon you. You are great and you do miracles so great and there is no one else that is like you. There is no one liking as unto the Lord. There is no one as great as the Lord. There is no entity that can beat the Lord. He is the winner. He's the champ. He's the king. He's the Lord, the Savior, the Redeemer. He is the Redeemer. He's the Messiah. He's the great I am. There is none that can be better than him. There is none that can do better than him. For there was no other God that was created before him. Neither was there one created after him. No matter how many gods we want to create, they can't do nothing with the real God. They are nothing to be compared to the real God. It is that God to whom we serve. It is that God to whom we adore. It is that God to whom we welcome in the midst on today. That God. Be great God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we're going into another, I feel like it's going to be a series. I just kind of feel like that. I can't really say how long it's going to be. I knew I would have three messages in our last series that we did, but I cannot tell y'all how long this is going to go. Uh, we just come out of learn the lesson. We did three messages. This right here is going to be another one. I cannot uh, just for the life of me, I was like, Lord. Why in the world? But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to digest it. We're going to celebrate God and we're going to go on about our business with it. Make the necessary shifts if we need to make any and go on about our business. So the Lord started dealing with me very strong um, as it relates to honor. Very, very, very strong as it relates to honor. So um, I'm going to start a series today called the Honor Series, and I'm talking about the word honor, honor, honor. I'm going to give y'all the definitions of the word honor um, as what I look to see and some of what the Lord gave into my spirit for honor to be. So the word honor, and we're going to base the first message out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So make sure you're there. Honor, honor, honor is a word that is talked about or it's a word that is used, but it's not really a word that is just actually defined in context. You know, it's something we say, but it's not something we really just make sure that we got this thing. We know this thing, you know, it's something about uh, human nature as to where we say things, but we don't really connect to what we say. You have to literally connect to what you say in order for it to produce the fruit of what it is that you said. Like for instance, if you say I am a champion and a winner, then your life, if you connect to it, will begin to produce champion and winning things. If you say I'm a loser, guess what? Your life is going to produce things of loss. And so because we don't connect to things that we say, we tend to not see the fruit of it or we tend to not get the full manifestation of what we could have out of it if we would just watch what we say and become a part of what we say that's why our words are very important death in life really is in the power of the tongue because if you connect to what you say then it's going to produce a harvest so we say things but we don't really 
connect to it. Oh, I'm going to try not to fly today. We, we really don't connect to it, you know. Hey, I can always tell when it's really going to be hot because I, I don't hardly sleep a wink. The man won't let me rest. That, you know, that it, we really don't connect to it. We say it, but... It's just something we say, you know. You take, for instance, I'm going to use marriage vows. A marriage vows, there are certain things that say it. But do, do we really, like, do we really buy into it? If we really bought into it, wouldn't be no divorces. That's just being honest. If we really... Bought into what we say. Let's just be honest today. Let's be real. If we really bought into it. So we are people that say things but don't really buy into it. We don't really mean it. You know, we don't. We say, you know what, I'll do anything for you. I'll help you in any way. But then when you need some help. I ain't been helping you. See, we say things, but don't really mean it. Because what we do is, is we associate it with the title. So being that I have the title of pastor, that there is a certain persona, I think, that comes with it. There is certain vocabulary that I think should come with it because of being having the title pastor. And you will know this because you will hear people say stuff like this. I ain't think no pastor supposed to say stuff like that. I ain't think no pastor supposed to do that right there. See, it's because they have associated certain things with the title. But listen, let me say this to y'all. You can have the title. And just have the title only. I'm going to get in trouble today. You can have the title, but just have the title only. Because you don't own the rights to God. Okay. So, honor is one of those words that we use but really don't possess. Really don't possess. We use it. But we really, God help me today. <laughs> At least we're in the of God. Uh, uh, we use it, but we don't really own it. It's like um, Borrowing somebody else's car. You use it, but you don't own it. So honor is a word we use, but we don't own. Because there's something different about how you conduct yourself when you own it. When it's really you. When it's not just something you do, but it's really you. Say, I say frequent. This is not what I do. This is who I am. Because if it's just what I do, I'm going to get tired after a while. I do it. 
So then that's when the Bible kicks in and says, don't be weary. And weary. For in due season, if you, you will reap if you don't faint. Because he said, if you're just doing it to be doing it, it's going to come a weariness with you. But if it becomes who you are, then there is a grace upon you for you to do it. For you to carry it out. So honor. Honor. Let me give y'all some definitions. Honor. English language. That that we speak. Is to show esteem. Respect. Attention. This last one going to get you. And obedience towards. All right now. Honor, again, to show esteem, to esteem something is to lift it up. So that means if I show honor to you, then I'm willing to lift you up above me. Okay? It means I will lift you up above me. So that don't, that, so it literally negates the word of saying that, you know, I ain't finna do nothing for you that I won't do for myself. I'm, I'm gonna make sure that I eat first. No, 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 no. Esteem, when there is honor, means that I give you the piece of chicken, and I'll go, go, go without it. Oh, y'all, uh-oh, uh-oh, honor now. This is honor. This is honor, right? This is honor. Honor, we talk about it. When the kids do something, we throw in their face. Honor thy mother and thy father. Or thy father and thy mother. We throw it in their face. But literally, do we understand what that means? To esteem them higher. So if I esteem them higher, I give a higher regard to them. Then that means that I respect what they say. Mm-hmm. Mm. Honor. Okay. <laughs> to show esteem. Now I need y'all to catch it. I'm stuck a little bit right there now. Because the word stood out to me. The word show. The word show. You know, I digest slow now, so y'all got to work with me. I'm like a snake. I digest real slow. Show, it says. So to show something means an expression. It is going to be seen. So it says, if there is honor, then it's going to be Okay, then. It's going to be seen. All right? So then, I ain't going to be able to, <laughs> Lord help me today, I'm not going to be able to hide behind folk and, and secretly honor you. Hmm? You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be the type of person that gets in your inbox and want to talk to you, Pastor Lee, uh, behind closed doors, but I don't want people to see me uh, talking to you. Okay, all right, honor. I kick it out, I need to hit so hard. Hey, huh? Honor. This is where series to let me do, y'all. Because it's going to get real tough. Okay, honor. So that means that I show esteem. So that means that I literally place you above myself. Esteem is to exalt. Esteem is to lift up. So then that means... I put you first. Did y'all hear that? To honor. To honor is, I put you first. Ooh. To honor is, to it means, I put you first. Oh, I, we can go home right there, can't we? 
just convicted like I'll get out. I told y'all this was going to be a tight series. Yeah. Just take deep breaths like I'm doing. And let's move through it. Honor means to put you first. Now where deception has come to us is, is we've been taught to put who first? I'll show you right all day long, baby. <laughs> oh boy. Boy Jesus, and if people see you putting somebody first, what they call you? A fool, a fool don't they? Will just literally tear your whole character up. Tear your whole reputation up. She ain't nothing but a fool. Moving at every beck and call. Anytime the pastor wanna go somewhere, that shit right there, moving like a fool. You see what I'm saying? See, uh, but listen here, the Bible calls honor to put first. Ooh. Ooh. So who should have the governing authority? Lord, right? But for some reason, we get caught up in what they say. Okay, now. We get caught up in what they say. Hmm. Hmm. So then, when we get caught up in what they say, it causes us to lose honor. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I ain't even gave y'all the title. It causes us to lose honor or not display honor. See, let me show you something. Honor has to be developed in you. It has to be developed in you. And how honor is developed is, is it comes by situations of circumstances. It will always present itself in an opportunity for you to do something for somebody better than what you would do. Whenever that starts happening for you, God is trying to teach you. Say the word. Honor. God is trying to teach you honor. So if you really want to know honor, whenever you find yourself in a predicament where you could take the high seat and make it about you, but then you choose to make it about somebody else, you just got a good grade in, in honor. But if the opportunity comes to you as to where you could put someone esteem, remember that's a definition, esteem someone higher than yourself, but you turn and listen to the voices that are talking externally, oh, you ain't nothing but a fool for doing that. You have just literally failed the test of to show esteem, respect, attention. And obedience towards, that's the definition, honor. And obedience towards, let's talk a second about that. That is something that causes problems as well, especially for grown folk. Grown folk do not think that they should display any type of obedience unless it's to someone that's giving them something. I show obedience to the boss man. Notice the title we give him. Boss man. And my boss man told me to do that. Why? And it's done because of the simple fact. It's not so much of the honor, but it's what I'm going to get. What I'm going to get. 
See, I'm trying to show y'all something that all displays and acts of honor ain't really genuine. I'm going to show you now. All of it ain't really genuine. All displays and acts of honor is a lot to just see what I can get. So that is the thing of how we do. So the obedience towards you. To carry out the obedience, to be obedient towards something we as adults do not want to hear because I'm grown. I'm grown. I don't have to be, I don't have to obey. I'm grown. I've done, I've been a child before. My mama didn't know, tell me what to do no more. Don't want to obey. But part of honoring is obey. So let me tell y'all this. They literally kept fighting until they removed that out of the marriage vows. That was a part of the marriage vows, which says to obey, to honor, to love, to cherish, and obey. They moved the obey, removed it out of there because people were fighting and battling against it. I'm not going to obey him. I'm not going to obey her. When really being translated, all it meant was, was I honor you. That's all it means. I respect what you say. And so if what you say to me is a governing authority, because I don't believe you're going to lead me wrong. So what was wrong with it being in there? It get removed from unsubmissive people. Because honor is what's lacking in the earth. Honor. If pastors talk about being honored, folks think they want people to bow down to them. But if you are a wise pastor, such as I am, you dare not want people to bow down to you because then you know that you are about to fight with God. Because God wants people subject to him and not you. But if it's said, and when this is taught, it gets taken out of context because it seems as though it's what somebody just doing, they want them to do. Everybody finna be listening to it, man. I'm trying to figure out how you're gonna get out of that in life. How are you going to get out of that and be in the kingdom? When the kingdom is his. The earth is the Lord's, right? And the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein so it belongs to God so what ownership do you have so if it belongs to him then he is the governing authority so then that means what he said we have to owe so how are we going to get away from it uh, I, I, I don't see how I don't see how Greek word for honor, philotimo, is F-I-L-O-T-I-M-O, philotimo. This is the Greek word for honor, which means love of honor. That's the translation. Love of honor. Love of honor. Notice the two words connected. Love, honor. Love, honor. They go hand in hand. Philotimo, 
love of honor. Hebrew word. I'm going to try this. Bahabad. It's B K H A V O D. B K H A V O D. The definition of that means heavy. 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 Just that one word. Heavy. Honor. Heavy. Wow. Heavy. Now when you think of heavy, something heavy, you think of weight. So to honor something means it carries great weight. There is a weightiness on it, which means you ain't going to just move me off them, their family. You ain't going to just move me off them like that. When I honor somebody, you can't just come to me with some crazy talk and think I'm going to cut them off. Because I got honor. And my honor is heavy. My honor is heavy. So you can't just lift that up off me. Oh, God, help me, please. If it can just get lifted up off of me, it wasn't ever on me. <laughs> it wasn't ever on me. <laughs> if you can just separate us that easy, it wasn't on Whoa, baby. Heavy. Heavy. That's what it means. Heavy. Heavy. All right. So let me give y'all the title to this right here this first message in the series in the honor series wow the title is i spelling it with e-y-e i am not better than you i am not better than you i the e-y-e not the i but the E-Y-E. I, the definition of the E-Y-E, as the Lord would give to me, is vision, view, or perception. Vision, view, or perception. Oh, I need y'all to hear the Holy Spirit today. Vision, view, or perception. So my vision ain't better than you. My view ain't better than yours. And my perception ain't better than yours. I am not better than you. For mm, mm, mm. 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 says this. For if any man think he standeth, he should take heed lest he fall. That's 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. If any man think that he's standing, he should take heed, lest he fall. I am not better than you. Because when I think that I am better than you, I set myself up for, show you right. <laughs> so I 
am not better than you. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 9 says this here. If thine eye, E-Y-E, offends, check it out. If thine eye offends thee, plug it out and cast it from thee. To you again. It says, if your eye, your view, your vision, or your perception offends you, Lord have mercy. He says, cast that thing, it's going to pluck it out. Not only do you pluck it out, but it says, go ahead and cast it away from you. So then, you ain't going to let it just keep hanging around. Lord have mercy. See, you, you're not going to let somebody keep hanging around you that dishonors your spouse. You're not going to let somebody hang around you that dishonors your pastor. You're not going to let somebody keep hanging around you that dishonors your children. You're not going to allow someone to stay around you that dishonors something that you honors. Because if it offends you, what does it tell you to do? And then do what? You got to go. Okay. Oh. Oh. First Corinthians chapter 12. Mm, got a lot of reading. Let me get it. Let me get it. <laughs> Holy Spirit, I love you. <laughs> oh, boy, I love you, man. <laughs> Ooh, man, I promise, I promise, I vow to master this honor. And if I haven't, I apologize. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 4. Let's start at verse 4. I'm going to read down to 26, so I'm going to move. Verse 4 says this. Now there are, I'm going to show y'all how it's different, but it's the same. It says, now there are diversities of gifts. But what the next thing say? Okay. So y'all see what I'm talking to you about today. I am not better than you so notice this now it says that there is diversities of gifts which means that there are different people doing different things but what the latter part say see so ain't nobody better than the next person get it okay verse 5 and there are different here is a variation again there are differences of administrations and then they say what there it is again, right? Verse 6 says, and there are diversities of operations. But what did it say? That does what? I am not better than you, right? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to who? To do what? So the manifestation of the Spirit is given to <laughs> it ain't just the folk that think that they better than other folk. Huh? It say I, I, we we gonna kill that, y'all, cause we ain't no better than nobody else. When you think that you're better than other people, you lack humility. And it puts you in a position of being a fake God or a false God. And the Lord fights against false gods, and false gods have to be bust down. He takes them down. 
Remember Dagon? They stuck Dagon in there with the Ark of the Covenant and thinking that Dagon had the same power that the Ark of the Covenant. So they stuck Dagon in this room with the Ark of the Covenant and left. And when they came back the next morning, Dagon was knocked down off the shelf. So they thought in their heads, dang, a wind. Well, it must have been a wind or something that came in here and knocked this thing down. Let's try this again. Let's make sure we seal up everything and try this again. What's knocking this down? So they put it back up there again. They come back in the next day, were busted up. Because it could not stand against the real God and it causes God to fight against what exalts itself as a God and you would much rather have God to be your friend uh-huh friend notice the word I said friend you would much rather for him to be your friend for greater love has no man than this than a man would lay down his life for his friends. So you would much rather for God to be a friend than for him to be an enemy or an opposer. And that's what happens when we set ourselves up as gods or, or when we look at people and think that we are better than them or carry or conduct ourselves in a manner that makes it look like we think we are all that and they are nothing. And we do it. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Mm -hmm. They may not be walking in the power of the Holy Ghost. But it says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to who? Huh? So just because you don't see them living in the Holy Ghost, just because you don't see them walking in the power of the Holy Ghost, does not mean that God's hand is not on their life. Does not mean that God is not going to save them. For 22 years, people did not see me walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. God saved me at 22. Went and carried on for about another 10 years. I was cutting a fool. So you could say 32 years, you did not see me walking in the full power of the Holy Ghost. And so what if in that time they would have looked at me and some people did and thought that they were better than me and looked at me and put me down. Now look where they have to see me at. I am not better than you. This is honor. All of it's tied to honor. For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom. Here are diversities. To another, the word of knowledge. But what does that say? Still coming from the same place, ain't it? So is anyone better than the other? To another, faith by what? To another, the gifts of healing by what? I need y'all to understand it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11 says what? In what? The self. So Jackie lives in a tiny house. Billy lives in a mobile home. David lives in a mansion. Colleen lives in an average home. Who better than the other? But why do we act like this? Why do we act like there is? 
Why does the mansion look at the tiny house? All right. <laughs> Verse 11 again. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit dividing, dividing to every man severally what? So God puts it where he wants it to be. God puts it where he wants it to be. Let me help y'all understand that. Everything is working out of the same spirit. The spirit of God that is here at Trim is the spirit of God that is at First Baptist. It's the spirit of God that is at Southside Baptist. It is the spirit of God that's at Westview. It is the spirit of God that's at Nazareth. It is the same God that if we cry out to that one God, then it is the same God. So what happens is, is you have to get caught up on this last part here that it says, go back again at verse 11, it says, dividing to every man." severally what is the next part that's why you can't go where you want to go because he does what that's why you can't go where you want to go it doesn't mean that what we have is better than what they have but you have to be where he puts you for what it is that you have been positioned a purpose in life to do. Oh, do y'all get it? You got to get it now. Because if you don't get it, you'll think you're better than other folk. If you don't get it, Lord have mercy. If you don't get it, you'll think you're better than other folk. And so you will think that because you can hear the mysteries of God and you know this about God or, or what have you. You will think you're God's right hand and that these folk over here don't know nothing about God. They're crazy. they dad, this and that. And it'll cause you to be in a dilemma of having no honor. For as the body is one, verse 12, and has many what? And all the members of what? Being many are what? And also is? So there's many members, but there is one body. So what my, what I have to do is, is I have to seek God to see what part of the body I'm supposed to be. Am I supposed to be a part of the head? Am I supposed to be a part of the hand? The arm? Am I supposed to be a part of the leg? Am I supposed to be a part of the heart of God? Where am I? What is my place? What is my role? But if I'm called and designed to be a part of the heart of God, but I am hanging out with the legs of God, wrong place. Wrong place. Verse 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into what? Still talking about that one they're saying. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, right? So whether we be black or white, 
whether we be Methodist, Episcopalian, AME, Baptist, okay? Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, catch it now. So that's for the people that think that we got it, but they ain't got it. It says whether we be bond, I'm in the free group, but I ain't got nothing to say about the bond. Whether we be bond or free and have been all, y'all better see what it say, to drink into what? Okay, then. So tell me where you better than anybody else. I, I told you, it is your view, your vision, and your perception. Tell me where you better than anybody else. Verse 14 says, For the body is not one member, but many. Here's going to get real. So if the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. It say, If the foot say, Because I ain't the hand, I don't want nothing to do with this. I'm getting out of here. Because you won't give me the mic and let me preach, I'm out of here. Because you won't ordain me, I'm out of here. Lack of honor. Verse 16. And if the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye. Where's that hay coming from? That's that haterade. Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, it is therefore not of the body. Can I show y'all something? Everybody has a function. So if you would pay more attention to what your assignment is, than looking at their assignment, then you would realize that your assignment is valuable too. But why is the foot looking at the hand? And worry more about what the hand is doing. So if you are worried more about what the hand is doing, then that means that the foot function is going without. It's lacking. So if you worry more about what my position is and what I'm supposed to be doing and all this kind of stuff, if you worry more about that, then what about your assignment? What about your position? What if your position was to pray for Pastor Lee so she could do this thing effectively like she's supposed to? You ain't even praying. See how it get messed up? See how it can get misconstrued? When everybody does not do their part, when everybody does not honor as they should, God help me. How it can just get misconstrued, can get messed all up. So now you got an eye, a foot tripping on the hand. And then you got an eye tripping on this whole part about the ear. 
Then you go to verse 17 and it says, if the whole body were an eye, where would it be to hear? Huh? So if everybody was an eye, who gonna hear? It takes certain things to function. So if everybody is an eye, well, who gonna hear? And if the whole were hearing, where is the smelling? If everybody was to hear, where is the nose? Everybody hearing, but ain't nobody smelling nothing. The smoke is all on us. Because ain't nobody smelling. Everybody hearing. I got a word from the Lord. Girl, I heard the Lord. I heard the Lord say this. I heard the Lord say that. Oh, I got a word. I had a word to shut out. Sit down, shut up, please. Shut up! Who's smelling? Who's smelling? Who's smelling that fire that the enemy done set ablaze in these people's house? Who's smelling it? Anybody smelling it? He done set a fire in them folk house. The folk ain't halfway getting along. He done set a fire in now. He done set a fire to children in that cutting up. Who's smelling it? Ain't nobody smelling now because everybody trying to hear. Everybody trying to see. Verse 18, but now has God set. And look, I done told y'all that. Go again. Has God set. Okay, now I'm trying to tell y'all. You need to pay attention. Has God said, you just don't make the decision of what you want to do in the, on this side? Has God said, I did, I did, see, man, look, they, they finna be tripping. You deal with it now. I'm just going to do what you tell me. Mm-hmm. Look, God says, your daddy don't say it. Your mama don't say it. I don't care how much you might like this preacher or that preacher. God sets it where he wants you to be. God sets it. I love Dr. Matthew Stevenson, but God set me with Paulette Broach, Apostle Paulette Broach. But I, I love Dr. Stevenson. I sure do. I think, man, please, great follower of Dr. Stevenson. So into Dr. Stevenson. Been doing it. Love him. But God has my voice as Apostle Paulette Broach because it's where God set for it to be. But see, if you struggle with honor, if you struggle with honor, you're going to have an issue. You're going to have an issue if you struggle with honor. If your eye, your perception, and your view, and your vision is distorted and it struggles with honor, then you're going to have some issues with what the Lord has told you to do, where the Lord has positioned you, who the Lord has positioned you with. You're going to have a struggle with it. And every bit of that goes to honor. Because what you honor, you respect. What you honor, you esteem, which means I place it above me if I really honor it.
So, but now has God set the members? If I get out the Bible, y'all stop me. But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body where he wanted to be? So God got you set here for a reason. You're not just set here by happenstance. I know when people are called to me. Because if you are called to me, you're going to be able to deal with some tough corrections. You're going to be able to handle having being challenged. Because that's part of my call. That's part of my anointing. Now, I know how to love and I know how to show love because I, I, I am love and I love love. But I also know how to come hard. I also know how to put it where it needs to be put and to not back off of it. I, I know how to do that. I know how to stand firm on what I see and what I see manifested. I know how to do that. So I know that the people that are called to actually sit with me are literally going to be people that really have one great calls on their life. Mm -hmm. Because when there is a great call on your life, you will be called to sit up under greatness and because it is going to shape or polish you for what it is that you have to do. So if you can deal with me, I understand and know for a fact that there is a great call on your life. So there is no one that sits under me that should feel as though they have not been called to do something great. Because you can't sit under me if you ain't. You're not going to be able to take it. Because it's going to check everything about you. You go be mad at me sometime. Cause it go seem like I'm getting all up in your grill, man. And you that's how you gonna feel sometimes. Because of the simple fact it's challenging parts of you that God wants to change. It's challenging things about you that God wants to polish. And the thing about it is, is I'm bold enough to do it. Whereas the one that you want to do it won't do it. They won't say it to you. They just keep stroking you. Yeah, you know, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You know what I'm saying? The Lord, his mercy and do it forever. It sure do. But you will die in that mess too. That's what I come back and say. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that the Lord's mercy and do it forever. But I'll also tell you, you'll die in sin and go to hell. Because it's the truth. It is the express truth of the word of God. The reality of how things are. So I know when you're called to be with me, that means that you have been called to make a mark in this earth. You have literally been called to do something powerful in this earth. And if you would allow yourself to honor like you should and hook in like you should, not for the pleasure of me and not so that I look so good because I'm told y'all I'm broken glass, sweetheart. That's what I am. I, if it was not for the Lord doing anything for me, I wouldn't be nothing. I feel every day like I'm nothing. I don't go in no time feeling like I'm all this and that. I 
I feel like I'm nothing and I know that it is God that makes me to be what I am. So then if you honor and you know how to respect and esteem that that the Lord has assigned you to, you can't do anything but be thrust into where it is that you are supposed to go. Case in point, let me say this to you. There was a situation that went on with Noah. <laughs> Noah, when he was in, uh, got off of the ark as soon as Noah got off of the ark, he got drunk. I guess he was tired of being shut up in there with them folk, them, uh, or them days that he was in there. I guess he got aggravated with them, so Noah comes off of a powerful move of God, and he gets drunk. Uh, can I say this to y'all in all honesty, just to let you know that pastors are not all together, just so you know, okay? Pastors do not have it all together, uh, just so you know I'm one. Do not have it all together. Come out of a powerful move of God and get drunk. I have literally come out a powerful move of God, Daniel, and went right on and cut somebody out. Coming out of a powerful move of God. Because you have to understand that what you do in the presence of God or in the power or the ability of God is the spirit of God. But you still got the You're still a woman. And you're still a man. The man got drunk. Shoo. He don't went back to himself for a minute. Who I done let God do what he had to do? How do we go, go over there, please, and get me some of ICA? <laughs> a little henny hen or something. He gets drunk. And so his sons come in into where he was. Mm-hmm. Now, their daddy is known as a savior, so to speak. Yeah, let's get into this. He's known as a savior because, remember, he is the one now that the Lord told to tell the people it's going to rain. He is the one that the Lord is using in a mighty way. He is the Paul Revere. Paul Revere is the modern Noah that would come through and tell the people the British is coming. The British is coming. He's hollering this. So Noah is telling the people people that this is going to happen and they don't pay any attention to it. Well then when Noah comes out of a powerful move of God he gets drunk. His children that have literally seen him, I need y'all to catch this his children that have literally seen him live for God and they've literally watched him build an ark for God now. They've literally watched him do what the Lord tells him to do which puts them in a place of safety don't miss that. It puts them in a place of safety because when the Lord told Noah to go on the ark, he took his children with him, right? So it puts them in a place of safety as well. But now, what ends up happening is, is they literally see him after he's come out of this glory and gets drunk. One of the sons, Ham, decides that he is going to make a mockery of his daddy. And one of the sons went in backwards and throw the sheet over the daddy to cover him up. But Ham went in and looked at him face forward and said, nah, nah, that poo-poo. Look at him now. Oh, Mr. All this and that. 
he's now in here drunk. Yeah, boy. Where is the honor? And because Ham did not show honor to his daddy, the Bible says, which I got the revelation, had heard it wrong for years until this morning God gave me the real revelation. It has been said that Ham was sent away accursed. But that's a lie, Daniel, when you go look in the Bible. It says Ham's child was cursed because of what Ham did. The generation next to Ham was the one that suffered for what the daddy did. That's what lets you know that honor is a lineage thing. If you honor like you're supposed to, you rescue your children. If you're, oh God, I hope I'm doing it for fussy. If you honor like you're supposed to, you will literally save the next generation to come. So that honor was not where it was supposed to be and it wrecked havoc, sent Ham off into a land, but it did not say Ham was cursed. It said children were let me get your children. Get your children. Dishonor. Dishonor. It's a very dangerous thing to dishonor. You have to know, and I say speaking on the behalf of pastors and saying for myself, you got to know. I ain't did nothing. I ain't got no business, not that I know of, but just in case I do. I want y'all to know. We see him. And if you honor like you're supposed to, guess what you'll do? You'll come in backwards. You'll come in backwards. You're not going to come in with an exposal or an accusatory. You're going to come in backwards. Let's go on in the text here. Verse 19, it says, and if they were all one member, where were the, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body? I'm still trying to tell y'all, I am not better than you. Verse 21. And the eye cannot say, the vision, the view, or the perception cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble, you caught it? They said the ones that's weak. They necessary. They necessary. You can't throw them away, their faith. They necessary. Huh? You can't do that, them. They necessary. So they own drugs. But they got carpentry skills out of this world. They are. This whole building was done by an alcoholic. Because he is, just a few weeks ago, he was saying he wanted to come to service. And I'm still waiting on him because the door is his when he want to come. He still has this place on his mind because this place made him feel. I am no better than you. Better get out your head. Getting you better than other folk. 
dishonoring people. You can't honor what you want to, but not other. Now, either you got honor or you don't. Verse 23 says, and those members of the body, which we think, check it out now. It said, who think it? Okay, then that's what it say, right? It says those members of the body, which we think to be what? So it said, you, you, you think that they ain't worth nothing. Huh? You think ain't nothing to them. Oh, God help their feed today. You think... That there is nothing to them. Hmm. Since which we think to be less honorable upon these, we bestow more abundant honor. He said, just because y'all think that ain't nothing to them, we're going to give them some extra. And our uncommonly, which literally translated means less honorable parts, have more abundant comeliness. So basically what he's saying there is, is the less fortunate literally is more privileged. Literally holds more value than the one that thinks that they're privileged. Hmm? Oh Lord. Because do you know now that you can literally be in the house of God and thank you privileged. Huh? Do you know that because you are born a certain way, that you can think that you are privileged? You must not know my daddy. You should remember my daddy. My daddy went there to cop me for such and such and many years. And my daddy did such and such and such and such. See, thank you privileged. My mama was such and such and such and such. And my mama did such and such. Thank you, privilege. Comes with a certain element of privilege. That's generally something that is birthed out of us when we mismanage favor. See, if you see it out of humility, you see it as favor. But if you see it <laughs> in the wrong context, you see it as privileged. You hear me now? Okay, I'll give you an example. Let's break it on down. Let's just say your mama work at the light bill company. All right? And you, oh Lord, if I, the lights gonna be cut off the last day Thursday, you're not gonna get paid till Friday. So you think that because your mama works at the light bill place, that you're privileged. Rather than looking at it when they say we're gonna extend it to Friday to you. Instead of you looking at it as favor, you look at it as privilege. 
And so when you look at it from the realm of the eye of privilege, I wish somebody would pray. When you look at it from that aspect, it makes you think that you are better than the other people. Because check this out now. You're not the only person at that company that wasn't going to get paid to Friday. Your whole shop staff don't get paid to Friday. Where it's over five, six, seven, eight hundred employees, right? So ain't none of them getting paid till Friday. And uh, 200 of y'all got light bills at the same place. <laughs> and only 50 people already had prepaid, went ahead and paid theirs because their, their bills were set up like that. The rest of y'all ain't going to have your money till Friday. But you, because you think that you better than them. Huh? You see what I'm saying? Because you think that you are privileged. Instead of looking at it in a humble manner or an act of favor, you think that you are better than them. So then what you do is, is you capitalize on the fact that you got this privilege and you don't express it to nobody else that that can even be done. You don't tell those other 150 folk that, hey, if you make a phone call, you know, and ask them, about extending it until tomorrow because our checks hit tonight. Then they'll do that for you. See, privileged people ain't going to share information. But favored people will. That's why I tell all my stuff. Uh-huh. But yeah, how you doing? You got business credit? You won't get business credit? What do I be doing? Okay, I'll try to help as much as I can. You want business credit? What, I mean, what, what, what do you want to know? People come up to me now asking me, how do you do this about these food trucks? What did da-da-da-da-da? You know what I do? I tell them. Because I was favored to do it. I wasn't privileged. But if I felt privileged, you ain't going to tell them nothing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. Verse 23 again. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts or our unhonorable parts have more abundant comeliness or necessity. Verse 24, for our comely or necessity parts have no need. But God has tempered the body. What did he do? Tempered it how? Having given more abundant. What? To that part which what? Uh oh. So how do you feel now knowing that God thinks more about them. Than he do you. With your privileged self. Hmm. 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 How do you feel? <laughs> We're thinking that God has been so good to you because you in the two hundred thousand dollar house. These people a little house over here ain't but twenty thousand. See, you thought God was a better God to you than He was to them. Now, I'm going to get into something else. 
What if this was done off pride? What if what you got was achieved off of pride? It was not achieved off of humility. Uh oh. Uh oh. What if what you have was achieved or accomplished based off of pride and not humility? What honor do you give? What honor? That that has been achieved or accomplished out of humility shows honor. How do you honor God with it? What do you do to honor God with it? That that you have, that's right, that's what you're supposed to do. Honor the Lord with the first fruit of thine increase. And of all that substance. What do we do? In showing honor to God. For that. That we have. Many would be in. Elegant homes. And these over in not so elegant homes. And will be. Quick to holler. We thank God for this blessing. When really, in fact, it was not so much about the blessing. It was about the pride. It was about the image. The blessing is in those things stressed. Those that sit down at the table to tell God, thank you. That family that can sit and eat together in what you call a shack. But they sit down and they eat together. And their kids feel love and embrace. This over here that you call the blessing that's got you stressed out. At odds. See, it's a difference, y'all. It's a difference. It's a difference now. There's a lot of false humility that we as people walk in. It's the truth. I've seen it in me. It's some false humility that we tend to walk in. Some things it's not so much that the Lord is blessing to do. Some things it's because of the pride of life. The pride of life. The pride of life. The pride of life. Three areas that we will struggle in in, 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 the, in, in life. Three areas. They're in the Bible. I'm going to give them to you now. Three areas. Please remember these all your life. Watch yourself and you'll see where you're at. Three areas that everybody going to struggle. I don't care who you are. You're going to struggle with them. You're going to struggle with them. One is the pride of life. 
the pride of life. Notice the word the Bible uses. He calls it the pride of life, right? The pride of life. So I'm worrying about how people look at my life, right? I'm worried about how you look at my life. If you are a person that struggles with pride, <laughs> then you're not going to exemplify honor. You can't have both of them. I'm going to give it to you so you see where it's at. 1 John 2 and 16 for those of you writing. That's 1 John 2 and 16 that I'm going to give you all these three places. 1 John 2 and 16. It says in this, in this world there is going to be the pride of life. You care about how people look at your life. You want your life. See, see let me tell you all something. I want you all to hear me good. God has designed your life to win. God didn't design you to lose. So you ain't got to worry about trying to make your life nothing for other folk. When the whole purpose and plan of your life was success anyway. Why are you worried about how it looked for other people? When the purpose and the plan that God gave it was to win. He, he, he wanted you to win. If he didn't want you to win, Jesus Christ wanted to came to redeem us. So why would we struggle in the area of the pride of life? To struggle in the area of the pride of life means that I don't exemplify humility and I do not exemplify honor. Somewhere I'm not honoring like I should if I'm struggling in the pride of life. If I'm worried about how my life is going to look to you when God done already purposed my life to win. What difference does it make about how you look at it? The overall spectrum of it, he designed it to win. So I'm going to win. So what you see me run through a storm? That's just a part of my making. But guess what? I'm going to win. So it's the pride of life. Second area that there's going to be a struggle is the lust of the flesh. These are the three areas where there's going to be battles. Lust of the flesh. What is the lust of the flesh? That's when my desires are uncontrollable. Lust means to desire to have something that's really off limits. That's what lust is. If it's attached to lust, that means it was off limits. So it's the lust of the flesh. So that means that I'm going to want things that is off limits to my flesh. I'm a diabetic, but I'm eating all kinds of cakes and all kinds of starches and all. What is that? The lust of mine. Because I'm desiring something that's forbidden for me to have. So it is the lust of the flesh. So you got the pride of life. I'm worried about how y'all look at how I live. Lust of my flesh. I can't deny myself nothing. I want what I'm not supposed to have. And then the third one is the lust of the what? Let them eyes again, ain't it? Let them eyes again. Let them eyes again, y'all. My view, my vision, and my perception, right? So then I'm going to have lust 
which means that I'm going to want some things that should not be in my view, should not be a part of my perception, and should not be part of my vision. Tie it back to the scripture. The ear was worried more about the hand. See? Perception was off. View was off. And vision was off. Lust. To desire something that is forbidden. That's what lust is. Three areas she's going to wrestle with in life. Every one of us. When I want something, stop myself and I say, Delphine, look at him. Now, which one of them areas got you right here? Now, you can go. Let's say you're playing, honey. It's out of your world. It's out of control. Look at it. Look at it. Trying to make you get something you don't need. Mm. Now, if I was somebody that was hung up in the pride of life, I'd have been on when and got that new Lexus. Because I won't worry about how people look at me. See, that's the pride of life. I would be worried about how they view me. I want them to see me as something. I want them to view me as somebody. So I would have been when it took off and got it if I was one that struggled with the pride of life. Because I would want you to think that my life is a particular way. That my life, I'm able to live my life a certain way. That is the pride. Notice it did not say the lust of life. It uses the pride of life. So the pride of life means that I am standing up in a position that I'm really not qualified for. That's what pride is. That means I'm really not genuine is what pride is. Anybody that's caught up in pride, that's really not who they are for real. Underneath all that is a wimp. Underneath all that is generally a lot of tears, a lot of, a lot of pain and all. But in front of folk, I got to act like I'm all this and that. So it says the pride of life, which means that I will literally live my life from a place that's not authentic. That's the pride of life. That's the pride of life. And if I live my life from a place that's not authentic, I don't have honor. How could I? I'm not authentic. Y'all hear me? How can I be a person that's caught up in the pride of life, but yet consider myself to be an honorable person? When the pride of life says I'm not authentic. The pride of life says I am more worried about what you think about me. And how I live and what I have. I'm more worried about that. So I am not authentic. I'm in front of you pretending to be a particular way. When in actuality when everybody's gone I'm crying. Because I'm worried about how I'm going to keep this image. How am I going to uphold this image? See, that's what the pride of life will do to you. 
The pride of life will destroy your family. The pride of life will. Because it will put stipulations on the household and a stress and a strain on the household that literally tears up things. And instead of being like the people in the shack that eat together and they're at peace with each other, it's now a whole bunch of aggravation and frustration. Nobody want to be bothered. Don't nobody want to talk to each other. Everybody off in their own confined places. Don't talk to me. Don't bother me. Why? Because it got so much stuff going on because of what has been Produced out of the pride of life. Oh, I'm getting no, I'm getting in trouble. Verse twenty five says, my final verse. That there should be no schism in the body. Look at that. That's what God is trying to get out of us. Them schisms. He's trying to get them schisms out of us. All of us have the ability to scheme. It's just the truth. It's God in heaven truth. Sometimes I am just proud of myself because my mind doesn't automatically just think of a scheme. I have literally made it to a place where I'd be like, man, shoot, that's too much. I can't, I just can't, I can't. I can't even think like that. I can't. I can't. I, I, don't, I don't even feel like having to keep up with the lie. You know what I'm saying? You got to tell too many. I, I, I can't. I can't. So, you know what I'm saying? Why didn't you do the PPP, Delphine? I, I didn't feel like going through the scheme of it. I just, I'm just being honest, y'all. Could I have used the money? Shoot, yeah. Could I have used the federal prison time? Shoot, no. I'm serious. That's what some people think. I, have, I, I was told that folk were looking on the list, trying to see if Tasty Treats was on the list. Just to see because they were thinking like, you she had to get some money from something like that. I'm a tither. I give. I don't steal from God. See? And so it's just, I didn't want to get caught up in the schemes. It takes too much. And it's too aggravating. Do you realize how much at peace you are when you do things right? Huh? Even though you may be left with just a few dollars after you done paid them people, but don't it make you feel better when you just go on and pay them for? Cause you ain't gotta worry about you answering your phone and it's them and you're sending it to call block. You don't have that worry. So like I don't have that worry. Somebody had called my mama house a few weeks ago, talking about. They were trying to get up and get up with me because I had they had some some federal thing or something that if I didn't get in touch with them was gonna be turned into the marshal or something. Man, my mama was burning up my phone trying to call me, trying to get in touch with me because it scared her. 
you know, and thinking that, uh, of course, you know, I'm her child. So it scared her in thinking like, uh, oh, my God, what, 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 you know, that, what, that mean I got it too, or however the case may be. First of all, I was like, man, that's what you think about me? You know what I'm saying? I don't get down like that. Then number two, I was like, listen, let me tell you something. Ain't nobody got no business calling about me. Everybody I owe, I'm paying. So I don't even worry about that. I don't pick up my phone looking at the number to say, you know, that's, that's covenant credit. I'm sending it to the voicemail. I don't look at my cell. I don't answer my phone. Hello. If it be a robocop or a call or something like that, click, cut it off and hit block call. And I keep right on going. I don't have that to worry about. Because when you do it like it needs to be done, now did I always? Nope. But when you do it like it needs to be done, you're more at ease. And so the Lord is saying here that I am no better than you. Because if I think that I'm better than you, it's going to open me up for some schisms. It's going to open me up for some schisms. So when you start living life in the pride of life of thinking that you're better than other folk, then it's going to start causing you to do some stuff that, is, that you're not really ready for. It's going to make you bite off more than you can chew. Mm-hmm. It'll make you overexert yourself. So he says that there should be no schisms in the body. In the body now. But that the members should have the same what? Care one for another. I told y'all I ain't no better. Told y'all didn't. It says we're supposed to have the same care one for another. And so if I got the same care for you, then I ain't no better than you. If I do not care about you, if I think that I'm better than you, let me say it like this. If I think that I am better than you, then I really don't care about you. I'm going to say it again. If I think that I am better than you, then I really don't care about you. If I think that I am better than the neighborhood that I don't live in, then I really don't. If I think that I'm better than the drug addict, then I really don't. If I think that I'm better than the alcoholic, then I really don't. And then when I don't care about something, I'm not going to do anything for it. I'm not going to honor it. I'm not going to honor it. If I do not care anything about it, I am not going to honor it. So when you deal with people that do not honor you, I don't care how much they lie. And I'm saying this to y'all. I don't care how much they lie. 
If they don't, if they dishonor you, they don't care. You're not going to dishonor what you make me a lie. Come on, y'all bring it. Make me a lie. Make me a lie. I'll humbly say it publicly. I'm sorry. Make me out a lie, y'all. Please don't feel bashful at all. Make me out a lie. You cannot dishonor and care. You can't do it. They are too contradictory to each other. You can't do it. You can't dishonor and care. You can't say, I, you know, I, I, you, you can't, I dishonor Pastor Lee, but I love her to death. You a liar. You right, you love her to death, you want her to die. You cannot dishonor and care. We're not built to do the both. We're not built to do both. You can't. You cannot dishonor and care. You can't dishonor me and say I care. I love Pastor Lee. No, you don't. Would be the same thing with me. I cannot say that I love y'all and dishonor you. I can't do it. What you have to do is you have to define the real truth and the real nature of what's going on with you. For some reason, you may not, some reason you're not wanting to tell the truth of where you really are. For some reason, there is a great struggle on the inside that you're not wanting to be honest about. And most people are not wanting to be honest about things because they live under a persona of how they think things are supposed to be. So they think that because they sit inside of a place and they are a partner or whatever the case may be in that place, they think that that's supposed to automatically mean that they honor that house or that they honor that shepherd of that house. No, it don't. No, it don't. Many people work for Burger King, but they don't. They just go in there for That's right. Same thing can happen in the house of God. Just because you sit in a place does not mean you honor the place now. Does not mean that. Don't get it twisted, child. Does not mean that. You cannot dishonor and care. Can't do both. We were not designed to do both. It's going to either be hot or cold because if it's lukewarm, he's going to spew it out of his nostrils. So we were not designed. And anytime there is a lukewarmness, you're going to know it because they can't be consistent. 
lukewarm people cannot be consistent. They can't because they struggle with the best of both worlds. In some avenues, they want to be cold. Some avenues, they want to be hot. So they struggle. So they cannot be consistent. So you can't depend on a lukewarm person for only but such a short period of time. Because as soon as, if they're cold, as soon as something happens and it triggers them to be hot, they're gone. So now you see them in a whole different light. Now they're hot and then something triggers them again and now they're cold. So they're not going to be stationary. But when a person is solid in who they are, then they have no need to look for anything else. They're not scouting around looking for anything else they are satisfied in that to which that they are so you cannot have honor and not care you can't there is a great lack of honor and because of lack of honor, it caused Ham's generation, next generation, to have to suffer. It was not Ham, it was his seed. I need to tell y'all, be careful now what you're doing, because you could be setting your children up. for some great failures. You could be setting your children up for some penalties, some curses. Because that's where that went to. That went to his seed. David was also told the same thing. He said, the sword shall never depart your house because of your dishonor what you did. You did not honor that covenant that Bathsheba and Uriah had. You did not honor it and because you chose to not honor it there is a sword that shall be in your house it said. And so David's son Absalom rose up to try to kill him and his other son raped his sister because of the sword that was in the house. So dishonor literally causes great demise. But also honor can set the next generation up for blessings. Because of you honoring, you literally do some things for those children that are out there lost. You literally set their lives up for a light to come to them. Had a phone call the other night with a uh, with a, a girl, a lady, you know, say she's a good friend of mine. We don't get a chance to talk often and all, but she came across my heart the other day and I, I, I called a number and the number didn't work. So I inboxed her and I was like, call me. Well, then that night she said she texted me about nine something that night. She inboxed me and was like, I tried to call you about six something, but it went to voicemail. I was like, I don't know what was going on. Maybe somebody else was trying to call or whatever. But anyway, we ended up talking on the phone. We made connection. And so in our making connection, she just blessed my life tremendously because she said, what, what, what? She said, why you call me? What you done heard? I said, I ain't heard nothing. And I hadn't, you know, I ain't heard nothing. I said, all I know is, is the Lord brought you across my 
my heart and I was like, wonder what's going on with her about a man. That's exactly what God said to me, that it was something about a man. She said, you know what? I'm finna get married. I was proposed to. I said, the Lord showed me that. He showed me that. And so when she began to talk about him, the excitement in her voice was just, it was just electrifying for me. I'm so happy for her. And this is what I said to her. I said, those are your mama's prayers. Her mama has passed, been passed some years now. I said, but those are your mama's prayers finally coming to pass in the earth. She said, it sure is. She said, we pray together and everything. Look at that, y'all. See, your honor can leave a legacy for your children, but your dishonor can too. Your dishonor can too. If the Lord has established and set you somewhere, respect where he set you. Honor where the Lord has set you. Because it's not about you. It's about who's coming after you. Honor it. Respect it. I said, look at that. And so that's what God did. That is the greatness of what God did. And how he's now, even in her mom's absence in the physical, her prayers are still coming to pass. I spoke to another young lady yesterday. I just said, I, I, I just need to ask you a question. I, I just need to know this. I want to know. You were, you know, pretty much like raised in the house of the Lord, right? You went to church, you know, as a, as a young girl, you know, child, young girl, and all in the house of the Lord, right? Yes, ma'am. But why, when you got grown, you, you don't go no more? And she said, because, you know, I ain't made to. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not made to go no more. I said, so you got to be made, is what you're saying, to go to the house of God? Well, no, ma'am, but, I mean, I just don't feel like you got to go into a building or what have you, you know, to... Have a relationship with God and all. I said, what's we all listen? The scripture says that you're not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. That is a place where God collectively talks to us. So we are supposed to come together, you know, in the house of God. Be not deceived. I said, but she said, well, my grandmama don't go no more. I said, oh, let's get into this. Let's go. Let's get into this now. She said, yeah. She said, my grandma don't go no more. She said, you know, she don't go because it was coronavirus or what have you, you know, and she's elderly, so she doesn't go. I said, okay, that's understandable. You know, I can respect that. She said, and I sure ain't finna go with my grandma ain't there. I said, oh, so your grandmama God. She said, huh? Your grandmama God. No, that's what you're saying. I said, sweetheart, do you realize that although you went to church with your grandmother, 
that your grandmother was taking you to hear somebody else. She was blown away. So you have made a God out of somebody that needs a God. Ooh. Get into it. You made a God out of somebody that they, they, they themselves needed somebody to connect them to God. She had a whole pastor. I said, but I want to say something to you. I apologize on the behalf of the body of Christ for how we have misguided folk and how we have became gods for people to make folk think that you can't do it without me. I said, I apologize. Because we are, you missing out on a wonderful God. I mean a wonderful God. An amazing God. Just because you thought that had to be like that. And it doesn't have to be. So what you do is, is when you do that, you place people in a position as to where God got to now fight against them. Because he's the only one that can be God. But if you make Pastor Leah God, then God's got to fight against your God, right? So now Pastor Lee. Got to go through all kinds of stuff. Because you done made her a God. So, so I apologize on the behalf of all of us that have done things wrong. That did not express God in the correct manner of how we should. Should have taken you to the foot of the cross. Rather than to have you looking at us and thinking that we were all perfect. So I say to y'all again, I am not better than you. I ain't. I ain't. What has caused my life to move in the manner that it has is the fact that I honor. I equate it to honor. I give it to honor. From the time God started becoming a part of my life, I started honoring. I served, when I served James Edward Henderson Jr. and Grace Henderson and Michael D. Harrell, Michael D. Harrell was the pastor. James Edward Henderson Jr. was the assistant pastor, which he's now the pastor. Grace Henderson at the time was his wife. He has a new wife now. But I served in the capacity of honor. I honored to the best of my ability. When the Lord released me from there, sent me to Brother Arnold, I honored Brother Arnold. I always considered myself privileged to be able to be in these folks' company. When the Lord released me back to Alabama, sent me to Pastor Javon Good, I honored 
I honored to the best of my ability. Bombs made some mistakes, had to apologize about it, did apologize, got it straight. I honored. The Lord sent me for a season to travel with properties Janet German. I honored. Still honored. I literally left Javon Good in an attempt to move myself because I had let some folk got in my ear. Mm-hmm. God had precisely told me himself, I have called you to Pastor Jay. I did not call you to Javon. See, that's what some of you have to understand. You may be called to Pastor Lee, but not called to Delphine. Which means you may not be personal with me. You may not have an intimate relationship with me. You may not know certain things as it relates to me and my private life. So if somebody comes and asks you, how am I doing with Tasty Treats? You might not know. You might not know for real. Because you ain't called to that part. But if they ask you, how we doing with Trim? You can tell. Because that's the part that you were called to. The Lord precisely told me that I was not called to Javon Gould, but I was called to Pastor Jay. Showed me how to differentiate the two. Because if you do not know how to differentiate and know how to walk in wisdom, you'll get yourself in trouble. David's armor bearer was called to David. David's armor bearer was called to David so to the point that he was knitted with David. And so whatever David encountered, the armor bearer was there to feel. The armor bearer was there to know. So there will be some that will be hooked to you on the hip, which means that they will have your ear and you will have their ear. But that's not to say that everybody is going to be at that place. And that does not make it to say as because you're not close that you're not valuable. Yes, you are valuable. But it's just the fact that God knows who he can entrust things with. Because when you go back to go back to Noah, Noah had those sons and they all were under the same umbrella. They all were kept in that ark when that rain came. But guess what? Somebody had had, had a wrong heart named Ham, right? Because if Ham had a, had a right heart, he wouldn't have did what he did to his daddy. So, God knows who he can trust. He knows who's going to walk in backwards. And who ain't. I said, God, anyway, I didn't walk in backwards and cause anything. Hey, look, I'm sorry, man. Uh-uh-uh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, and I mean it. I apologize again. I'm sorry. God knows. So not everybody is going to be able to be that right-hand person, but that does not mean that you are not close. What that means is, is you doing what the Bible just said. You are a, you literally are a ear Sitting there hating on a hand. When y'all all got value. When y'all all 
it's worth something. When every one of you makes a difference, every one of you plays a part. Nobody is better than the other. Please, let's kill that. Nobody is better than the other. The Lord said, okay, go back. I left, went to Janet German. I had to tell her that I was sorry. I loved her. I served in the best capacity that I, that I could. I was very faithful there. She enjoyed me being there. We still bonded to this day. Everything. Enjoyed being there. But I had to go back. Because the Lord did not tell me to leave Javon Good, Pastor Jay. I did it myself because Hadley got in my ear. Conversations. I took my little happy butt back to destiny and apologized. And the Lord kept me there for a season. Just for a little short season. And then the Holy Spirit led me to Apostle Broach. To where I still am today. I think I've been with her somewhere between eight, nine, eight to ten years. One of them. I can't ever, I can't ever remember how long. That's just crazy to me. I cannot remember. It's been somewhere between eight and ten years. But the Lord led me there. It's the honor thing. It's the honor, y'all. You cannot care about what you don't honor. And you cannot honor what you don't care about. So for you to say that you honor this house, for you to say that you honor me, I'm not calling it. Check yourself. Check your own heart. I'm not calling it. I'm not bashing anybody. I'm just telling y'all the truth. I'm giving you what the Holy Spirit has given me. Check yourself. All the things that I have accomplished and will still accomplish has a lot to do with my honor. I honor. Because the first definition I gave y'all of honor is to esteem. I don't mind putting you above me. If you still got a problem with that, you don't walk in honor. Because what you got to know in the back of your mind is, God ain't going to leave me out. Ain't no way God going to let me build a vineyard for another person. And he don't give me my vineyard. That's the wrong mentality. That's the mindset of someone that's walking in pride. Someone that's walking in arrogancy. But someone that knows that if God can trust me to do it for them, then he will turn back and in my favor, give to me. Because while I'm billing theirs, God will have somebody else coming and they'll be billing mine. Check your honor, y'all. Check your honor. Check your honor. One of the biggest myths that people struggle with in the house of God is, I ain't going to get them nothing. They look like they got everything. People want to count what they think you got. So I ain't finna give. I'm not fishing to be a blessing. See, God speaks to you more than those tithes and those offerings. God speaks to you in seed too. Your seed is your, is your harvest that he wants to bring up. 
So if you just doing the tithes and the offerings, then you still just doing elementary stuff. You still on an elementary level if you just only still doing tithes and offerings and you're not doing seeds. That just means that you're doing enough to try to get by. That's all you're doing is what it takes to get by. You're not setting up a harvest for yourself that will come see you in days to come. Because that's what a seed does. A seed sets up a harvest that will come see you in days to come. So if all you're doing is just tithing offerings and you're not giving seed, you're not sowing seed into your man, your woman, or God, or however, you're not sowing seed into them. You know probably what the deal is. It's because you're looking at them and you're thinking they got enough and I ain't fixing to give them nothing. I'm going to get out of here. You're looking at it from that aspect and missing the whole point of who God is and what God wants to do. You're missing it, man. Missing it. It doesn't matter to me what they got. What matters is my release. That's what matters. Because my harvest comes because of my release. My harvest doesn't come based off what they got. My harvest comes. I sit out there on 130 acres. That's what that mobile home is sitting on. 130 acres. Okay, so uh, Mr. Rose, I only give Mr. Rose $75 a month for me to have the mobile home and all that other stuff I got out there and all the other stuff I'm putting out there. I only give him $75 a month. So what if I was to say, you know what? I shoot. That man got 130 acres. I'm not going to have no $75. I ain't finna pay no $75. And so then I make a decision that I'm not going to release the $75. What's going to end up happening to me? Huh? I'm going to have to get my butt out from out there later. So see, you end up cutting your own harvest because of your perception, your view, and your vision. It will not let you honor so every month that I give him that money, I honor the fact that he even let me be there. I digress, y'all. I heard the Lord say yesterday, bust down. And I'm releasing it. I'm telling you. I heard the Lord say yesterday, if humility does not come, it's going to be some people bust down. I heard God say that maybe a couple years ago, and I released it in the house, and I'm telling you, I can look, and there's some people ain't here, and there's some struggles going on, bust down. Take the walk of humility is a choice you have to make, or you can take the walk of pride. It's a choice you have to make, too. It's your decision. Choose you this day and whom you will serve. You will serve the God of honor or you will serve the God of pride. It is up to you. But it doesn't matter what a person got. If God tells you to release, you release. Your harvest is not in what they got. Your harvest is in your release. That's what your harvest is in. Your release. Father, I honor you today. 
And I thank you for the opportunity to be able to talk to your people. Father, the word of the Lord has been very rich in here today. I literally feel uh, it in the atmosphere. I can literally feel the drops. It's like the glory or the dew that is falling in the atmosphere. I literally can, can just feel it, Father, and just sense it. I want to thank you for the word that has been sown today. I pray that it has been sown upon the tablets of hearts. And as David said, we will not sin against you, but we will allow the word to take root inside of us and produce the abundance of what it is that you have set it to be. Father, we thank you for honor, God. We literally see it from a different view. And I pray that we we receive the words, God, and that we literally make the shifts and the necessary changes that needs to take place, God. I thank you for these precious people. There are people that you have chosen. There are people that you have called. There are people, Lord, that you love with your heart, God. And Father, I pray, Lord, that though weapons may form, they will not prosper against any of us. I pray that we make a conscious decision today, Lord, to bring ourselves to the point of honor and submission. Lord. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, uh, uh, that you would just walk with us through all of uh, that the challenges that life would attempt to try to bring. I know the enemy is going to try to rise against this. I know he's going to try to come against it to try to make it be null and void, but I stand not as the pastor right now. In the capacity, I'm standing as an intercessor. An intercessor on the behalf of everyone under the sound of my voice as the bridge uh, that would get connected connect them over to you, Father, that will connect us over to the place that you have set for us, God. I stand, Father, as the one that says, we need thee, oh, how we need thee. I stand as the one that says, God, it is you to whom we look for. It is you, Father, to whom we cry after. I stand as the one that says, you, God, alone deserve the glory and you alone deserve the honor. And so be the God that we need you to be. Do what it is. Uh, that we need you to do. Father, bless your people, God. Increase your people all the more, God. Teach your people to not only be tithers and not only to give offering, but that they be seed people in arms, God. And Father, I thank you that if we would do uh, what your words say, we shall see an abundance of harvest. I bind any struggle that will be upon us, oh God. I bind any fighting that will be within us, God. And Father, I loose uh, the power of obedience. I pray the word of the Lord, which is honor, which is to show esteem, respect, attention, and obedience towards. Uh, that is what I release over us now, God. I bind up spirits of rebellion and retaliation, God. And Father, I thank you for loosening the Greek word, which is philitimo, which is the love of honor. I thank you for releasing the Hebrew, the Hebraic word, which is heavy. Let it set and rest upon us heavy, God. Let us have honor one for another. Let us have honor, Father, in our marriages. Let us have honor for our leadership. Let us have honor for those that you have placed in position and authority. And most of all, let us honor you and let us honor ourselves. And God, I thank you for it. Now bless your people and all their giving, breathe back into them an abundance of prosperity. And I thank you for doing it now in in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, oh, the keeper of our soul, in Jesus' name, we say together, amen, because we believe. Amen. We believe. We believe.
We believe. Father, I thank you. We're closing you out. Thank you so much for tuning in. May the blessings of the Lord be with you all. Great, 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 great blessings. Share the video. I know it was a tough one, but be a blessing to somebody and share it. We're just in the first message of the series titled Honor. It's the Honor Series. We're going to get it together here so that God can be a tremendous blessing to us as we be a tremendous blessing one to another. We are walking in the love of God and the forgiveness of God. That is what we dwell in at Trim. We thank you. Have a good day, y'all. I love you. Any questions in the house? Any questions or any comments?